The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, Louisiana, and New York. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We'll support you by PropStop, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use a promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropStop.com or download the PropStop app. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-belt grooming. Use the promo code SGP at Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. We're also brought to you by Stable Jewel. Stable Jewel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableJewel.com and get started today. Also, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. Well, what a setting. What an occasion. Champions League last 16. First leg. And the first meeting with Atletico for over 30 years and that's easily uh, headed away back in by Lodi great ball in 1-0 it was coming they've made a fantastic start and it's João Felix not used to seeing him with a flying header but that's a perfect start for Atletico de Madrid and United are going to have to come from behind it final minute of the first half it's gone by quickly but very little has happened from a United point of view unfortunately mustn't concede again now you'd feel again Lodi with that left foot dangerously off the woodwork massive moment in this tie because United really should be two down well there is your massive wake up call Fred's done really well and now Fernandez across halfway looking for a lagger Fantastic! Manchester United, a level! Anthony Alanga's dream story continues. Just uses the angle of Oblak coming out and he does everything right, puts it just inside the far post. And it comes from Lamar, very deep. Drops in the area. They've hit the woodwork again for the second time in the tie. And it was Griezmann this time. Oh, dear. I think there might have been a case for him being offside. Yeah. But a clever finish for him. A clever player. United take a creditable draw. Back to Old Trafford for the second leg. Anthony Elanga, their hero. You are listening to Bet MUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Bet MUFC Twitter account. It's at Bet MUFC, at Bet MUFC. You can also follow the Twitter account for the Soccer Gambling Podcast. It's at SGP Soccer. 
That's at SGP Soccer. To follow my Twitter account, it's at LockBettingCom. It's at LockBettingCom. That's the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. That's where you'll get my free plays on all other sports other than soccer. You'll also get my opinions and you'll also get my P&Ls. Next week, we'll be posting the P&L for the month of February, which will be the 105th month in a row of Transparent Track Profit. That means we are just three years away, three months away, sorry, from saying that I have been undefeated every single month in sports betting for the last nine years on my LockBetting.com service, formerly DirtyJesus.net. Changed to LockBetting.com about four years ago, and we have been undefeated every single month since the day that we began, and we are three months away from saying nine years undefeated. You can currently see the PL for the month of January. It's the pin tweet at LockBetting.com. Once you click on that and you can have a look at the spreadsheet and you can have a look at the review of the month, go down to the bottom. There are little tags there. They say things like football, soccer, NHL, NBA, NFL, etc. Click on the one that says PL because that will allow you to see every previous PL as well. It will prove the fact that we are transparent and tracked. Because we use a Patreon site, it allows members to comment on every single post, be it a podcast or a play, or be it a PL spreadsheet. So in that, with that one in particular, had there been plays that have been added or plays that lost that weren't added, members would pick up on it immediately. You can also have a look at the type of bets we do, the type of units that we play. I say this on every show. We don't do stupid bets. We do bets for normal people. Everything's around about half unit or one unit max. We do more than that sometimes for futures because futures are landing at 81%, but it's an every man service. It's real money. It's not monopoly money. There's no five star plays. There's no 10 unit maxes or 20 unit whales or whatever these idiots do on gambling Twitter. They're not really gambling. I'm really gambling with you. And this is an every man service for everyone where the goal is to generate a nice second income for you all. And we've been able to do that for 105 months in a row over at lockbetting.com. So sign up on March the 1st for the journey for month number 106. Moving on with BetMUFC here, we'll look ahead shortly to the game between Manchester United and Watford. But first, we have to look back at that game against Atletico. And I think United were very lucky to come away with a 1-1 draw. I'm begging this team to play two halves of football because consistently throughout the season and, and and especially under Ralph Ragnick because sometimes in the Solskjaer we didn't even play a good 45 minutes but consistently under Ragnick we have played a good 45 minute period but we haven't been able to play two good halves of football once this team play two halves the way they play one of the halves we're going to be in contention to do something this season we obviously aren't going to win the Premier League at this point, but I do think that we are looking good for the top four with the way that Tottenham are dropping points. And I just feel that at some point, Arsenal are going to bottle it. Arsenal are going to start to drop points that they shouldn't drop. There's a lot of young players there and you have to think the likes of Varane, De Gea, Luke Shaw, Pogba, Fernandes, Sancho, Rashford, Ronaldo, these types of players have more stomach for the fight for the top four than the young Arsenal players. I think it would be a big embarrassment if Manchester United miss out to Arsenal. And also I'm looking at us having a Champions League run. But in order to do that, we need to play two halves of football. We played a good first half 
against Leeds. We were cruising. And then the second half ended up being 2-2. But that was after Leeds pegged us back to 2-2 in the game. And we needed to score two late goals to win it. We had a terrible first half against Brentford. We've had a number of halves where we've dominated teams and, and allowed them to come back and get 1-1 draws against us. And against Atletico, that was one of the worst halves that I've seen. We also had a terrible half against Brighton and ended up winning in the second half. So it's not exclusive to us playing a good first half or a good second half. It can be either or. We can have a shitty first half and then play good in the second half. Or we can have a good second half after a shitty first half. It just it just doesn't make any sense why this team can't put together a sustained performance. But when we do, then we could be on the right track. And I'm optimistic because at least we are putting on a good 45. Because under, under the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at the end, we just look like a complete mess. And um, we're not looking like that at the moment. We're looking good in patches but we haven't been able to put it together as of yet. Big praise went out to Anthony Alanga. I give him praise as well for an interview that he did where he specifically spoke about studying the movements of Oblak the day before, doing his homework. Now, can you imagine Marcus Rashford putting in that kind of effort instead of ploughing his time into PR, such as politics and feeding kids and and speeches that he puts out after defeats we're not interested in your apologies and your speeches we're interested in good performances and it's been about two years since Marcus Rashford was actually good enough to put on a Manchester United shirt but this kid Alanga he looks legit he doesn't look like he's easily distracted by social media bullshit and and projects outside of Manchester United. He looks fully focused. It looks like a lethal finisher. Give him a chance, he'll score. He's now scored twice in the last two games. And uh, we have the comments that he made about that finish because I just think it's fascinating. But before we play Alanga's comments, let's listen to what Ralph Ragnick had to say about the game and also particularly singling out Anthony Alanga. Have a listen to this. Ralph, you've rescued that. That gives you a big boost for a return. How did you rescue that? Well, I don't know if I rescued it, but uh, after the performance in the first half, it could only get any better. It could only get better because what we played in the first half, I still cannot believe what we did. We played without conviction, without all the necessary uh, yeah, aggression against the ball. And uh, that's why we were really struggling in the first half. Second half, we did better. We had more possession in areas that mattered. Uh, and I think, yes, with another 10 minutes to play, had we played another 10 minutes, we might have even won the game. But uh, again, we just have to play better than in the first half. I was very disappointed with our performance in the first half. Is there a root cause that you didn't get through the lines, you didn't get behind them for the first half and some of the second half? What was, what was, well, what as was... I said, we both against the ball and with the ball, we, we, we were far too apprehensive uh, with the ball, didn't take any risks. Uh, when we were in possession of the ball, we just played the ball in our own half uh, without any deep runs, without, without any verticality. And uh, again, then it's difficult against a team like against like Atletico conceding an early goal. I mean, that was difficult to prevent. I must say, uh, a brilliant cross and uh, sprint to the to the to the near post, difficult to defend. But uh, again, we have to be more aggressive. We have to be more um, well play with more conviction on the ball, and we need to do what we did in the last couple of weeks, even more so against a team like Atletico. We need more deep runs and. The, the way that we scored the goal is, was exactly that a deep run from Anthony Olanga fantastic pass we won the ball in the centre of the pitch uh, and this is how we have to play against them he's a tremendous finisher isn't he we see that every, every time he has a chance Olanga 
Yes, I mean he he's playing as if uh, for him a dream comes true. This is just it's just joy and fun to watch him play, uh, and uh, I wish. Uh, a few other players would take him as an example or like a almost role model, I would say. Not because he's doing everything right, but he's just enjoying himself on the pitch. And that's what it's all about. We know that it, football is an important sport, ball game, every, and even more so for our supporters or for the media. But it's still a ball game and you have to enjoy yourself on the pitch. And, and this is what I would wish us to do in the future also when we play them again in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I understand. Talk us through the decision at the start of the match to play Victor Lindelof as a right back what was were you countering something you saw in Atletico or was it form what was it did he have a specific job? Well, to start with, uh, uh, I think we could do, that's what was my idea, we could do with him, with aerial duels, set pieces, free kicks, whatever, uh, for us and against us. Um, I think all three central defenders were in good shape. And uh, I, th I also thought we could do with three central defenders in that game, uh, defensively, but all obviously after seven minutes being 1-0 down, the plan was in the dustbin almost uh, and of course I knew that uh, this was not his best possible position and I think we could see that in the last half hour when uh, when we had Aaron on the pitch and Alex um, uh, we had more possession of the ball we had more offensive actions, we had more assists from, from the wings and more assistance from the wings so uh, yeah, again, that was the idea behind it also to possibly switch to a back five if necessary but uh, as I said in the end due to that early goal that we conceded yeah, it was uh, it was difficult. And now back to Old Trafford for the return and uh, a different performance you would hope, obviously. Yes, I think in the second half we showed uh, in quite a few moments how we have to play. But uh, I think this will be a different game playing at home in front of 75,000 um, and with more conviction as we did in the first half. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you. So that was Ralph Ragnick. Let's now add in the comments from Anthony Alanga. He did a big interview afterwards, but I specifically want to highlight just this comment that he made about doing his homework and knowing how Jan Oblak comes out to players in one-on-one -on -one situations and not liking his left-hand side. I was just blown away by that particular comment. So have a listen to this. It's my first touch of the game. And obviously, I, I always do my homework um, when I'm watching, when I'm playing against other teams. So I, I watch that he doesn't really like that side. And he comes out and leaves a huge space for me. And of course, in that moment, it's my first touch of the game. I still got to be composed and calm um, and relaxed. Um, but I was able to slot it in, see the space, and happy days. Yeah, so I highlighted that because I, I love that. This, this guy just seems to me like he's obsessed with, with football, doing your homework wanting to get better, wanting to be a part of the Manchester United team. The stories about him wanting to go out on loan and get more football, but Ralph Ragnick wanted to keep him. We heard what Ragnick had to say about him. I mean, that says a lot about some of the players in the squad where you're saying, look at Anthony Alanga, this up-and-coming youngster, as an example of how you should be approaching the game. I think that's damning on some of the squad mem members. And I think Marcus Rashford is certainly someone that should be highlighted at the moment. I don't want to see this guy playing in the first team over the next month. We have a horrible run-in of fixtures. This month alone, we need to play both Manchester City and Liverpool away from home in the month of March. We've got an important six-pointer against Tottenham. We've got the second leg coming up against Atletico Madrid. With Marcus Rashford playing the way that he is, he shouldn't be anywhere near the team 
I trust this kid. This kid should be playing in those games. Obviously, it's unfortunate to lose Mason Greenwood because Mason Greenwood was getting ready this season to become a first-team regular, but the whole situation with him means we won't be seeing him for the rest of the season. We've got Edson Cavani on his holidays. Um, he's, he's apparently injured, but he's out watching boxing matches and, and whatnot, and he's okay to play for Uruguay. So I don't know what the situation is with him. We know we're not getting Mason Greenwood back. We know Marcus Rashford's playing like a pile of dog shit, and at the end of the day, I think we need to be going with Alanga, Ronaldo and Sancho here as our front three for these big games that are coming up this month. But one of the games that we are expected to win here to close out the month of February is certainly this game against Watford tomorrow. You can't take anything for granted against Man United, but it is about time we put a run of solid results together. I mean, Ralph Ragnick has only lost one game since he's been the Man United manager, and that was against Wolves. And that hasn't looked like a terrible result as of late. Wolves should have beaten Arsenal on Thursday and blew it late on. And they have won away to Tottenham. They've also been very, very tight in every game that they've played with the teams around the top six. So they're a very difficult team to beat. So that result, yes, it's bad. Man United shouldn't be losing at home to Wolves and there's no excuse for it. But it doesn't look as bad and as catastrophic as it did at the time. Would I like that point? Would I like the three points? Yeah, of course. But the guy has just lost one game. And as we highlighted, since Ralph Ragnick took over, we highlighted this last time out, had the Premier League started when Ragnick took over, Manchester United would be second in the league. I know we've had a very, very easy run in, but you can only get points from who's in front of you. And I think tomorrow represents the the last easy game that we have for a while. So it's a must-win situation. And therefore, I don't think Manchester United are going to take Watford lightly. What helps us is that Watford are themselves in horrible form. I think taking on Roy Hodgson hasn't really worked for them. And uh, it does look like they are shoo-ins to be relegated this season. I think Norwich are going down with them. And then it's very tight for the next relegation spot. It could be Burnley. It could be Brentford. It could be Leeds. But at this point in time, I think Newcastle are out of that conversation. Before we look at the game, let me just give you the new top four odds based on Tottenham losing and Arsenal winning against Wolves yesterday. Arsenal are now the clear Odds on favourites to get into the top four at 10 to 11. Manchester United are at 7 to 4. And Tottenham have gone out to 5 to 1. West Ham 16 to 1. Wolves 28 to 1. So the bookies do think it's a two horse race, but they have Arsenal as the strong favourites to get into that top four. As I said, I disagree with it. I'd be very disappointed if the players at Man United have do finish behind Arsenal this season, even though Arsenal have got games in hand and should clinch it from here. But um, they need to win those games in hand in order to do that. And they need to win the games ahead of them. And they also need to avoid a defeat when Manchester United come to Arsenal later on in the season. Moving on to this Watford game, Man United are the 1-3 to minus 300 favourites to win it. It's 9-2 to on the draw and it's 9-1 to here on Watford. As I said, no room for complacency. The players will be aware of the run of fixtures that are coming up. So this is a must-win situation. We're also quite a few weeks away from the Atletico's second leg. So there is no look-ahead spot here for Manchester United. They just need to focus on this game and make sure that they come away with three points and then they can have a rest until the next game. I think Man United win it. I think they win it comfortably. And i like us to cover a one5 
Asian handicap line in this game and you can get even money on that selection here. So even money plus 100 on that selection. Watford's 4-1 win over Man United was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's last game in charge. So the players will be looking for some revenge. And ever since that game, Watford have been on a downward slant, especially in terms of scoring goals. They've never come near to repeating that feat ever since. Three of United's last four wins have actually been by two goal margins and that will be enough here to cash this play. Four of Watford's last five defeats have been by more than one goal, including being bashed 4-1 against Crystal Palace in midweek. And Watford have conceded 38% of their away goals from set pieces. And finally... Harry Maguire scored one for Man United last week. So hopefully they come along like buses. And the, the saying is you wait a long time for a bus and then two come along at once. Well, then hopefully Man United will be able to build on that set piece because that was an embarrassing statistic and, able, and be able to score a few more here as we approach the end of the season. There have been three or more goals in five of the last seven Premier League head-to-heads between these two teams. So this is a game that guarantees goals. And with Watford struggling to score them at the moment, this does represent an opportunity for Manchester United to actually finally score some goals here and Man United have won six of their last seven home games against Watford without conceding a goal so I have this fixture circled as a game where Man United have a chance to beat someone convincingly because despite the fact Ragnick's only lost one game we have drawn a lot of games and a lot of the wins seem to be scrappy we covered a two goal handicap against Leeds but we were lucky to get back into that game after letting the Leeds squander it looked like in the first half we were going to put four, five or six past Leeds like Liverpool did but we didn't and that's the difference at the moment between Man United and Liverpool Liverpool are deadly and clinical and Manchester United have lapses and let teams back into games we need to be a lot more like Liverpool and this does give us a chance to build confidence we should be beating Watford convincingly tomorrow and I think we will cover the minus 1.5 Asian handicap now I said over on the EPL show the lock for this week's EPL slate would be on this show it isn't Manchester United 1.5 on the Asian handicap line it could be but that's not what I'm going for now I spoke about how Manchester City would bounce back against Everton. I was very high on Manchester City. I thought they would cover a minus 1.5 Asian handicap. And I also think Man United will cover a 1.5 Asian handicap here. So rather than locking up either one of those handicaps, which I do like as side plays, I'm just going to parlay the two selections together on the money line. So I'm going to take Manchester United and Manchester City in a Manchester money line parlay here for you as my lock of the week. We've got Man United at one to three. We've got Manchester City here at two to seven. That parlay for a hundred pounds pays you 172 pounds. And quite frankly, I don't see where it loses. Manchester City, I cannot see dropping points two weeks in a row. Everton are in a bad place. Watford are in a bad place going here to Old Trafford in what is a must-win game for Manchester United. So I'm very high on the Manchester clubs winning tomorrow. I'm very high on them winning convincingly. I will have sprinkles on the Asian handicaps for both. But my main lock for this week is going to be on a parlay for both Man United and Manchester City. And as I said, that returns £172 from 100 for a £72 profit. That's it for me and this edition of Bet MUFC. The next game I'll be covering will be next weekend's Manchester Derby as Manchester City hosts Man United. Until then, good luck with all your bets as always and thanks for listening.